Good evening and welcome to the ME7 podcast. The Jills couldn't quite see it out at the Stadium of Light after conceding a gut-wrenching 95th minute winner to Alex Nil's men. However, the positives still keep coming for the Jills after seeing Josh Chambers make his first league start, something he's been waiting for since he joined the club at the age of eight. Tonight, we discuss Saturday, our academy prospects and much more. Um, as we are joined by Jim Norley from Jill's Legends. Jim, good evening. Hi, James, all right? Yeah, not bad, not bad, mate. Um, yeah, okay, right. So thank you for, obviously, thank you for, for joining me this evening. Um, yeah, it was it was obviously a gut-wrenching, a gut-wrenching defeat on Saturday. One that kind of, obviously, we looked in the grand scheme of things, it was almost a free hit going up to the stadium, like with the games that we've got left. But because it ended up being it left so late until we got conceded, it, it it hurt that tiny bit more, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I th I think though, um, I think the the Neil Harris effect has made us believe more going to places like that. I think like a couple of months ago, we wouldn't have given ourselves a chance. I think I'm, certainly I was a lot more confident going up there that we could perhaps snatch a draw and as the game went on it was looking more and more likely and um, yeah as you say the sucker punch at the end and um, yeah it's, it's all the more um, gutting to, to lose so late but it held a little bit longer yeah yeah we don't we don't have a bad record at staying like in fairness um no. we've we've grabbed the grabbed the couple of draws out there we've we've also i think i think we need to win in the fa cup one year as well um, we don't have a bad record going. I mean, we, we, we both of us have been supporting Jill's quite a, quite a number of years. It seems to be that when we go to the big grounds and the, and the big games come along, we we step up and and and, and perform more than more than we usually do. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, yeah, even this season under Evans, we we did do that at times. I went to Hillsborough, the Sheffield Wednesday game. And, we got a draw up there as well and went one nil up and all right we were hanging on at the end but we did do it and yeah same saturday and as i say i think the under the new regime we're a lot more confidence that we can get points at places like that and, and um yeah i thought i've quite fancied us to get a draw and it yeah it almost happened yeah it did almost happen um i mean i mean in fairness, we we kind of went went off look, looking back at the highlights. We, we we didn't manage to go up there, but looking back at the, looking back at the highlights, it kind of seemed to be that we were hoping that one would just fly flying off a boat or flying up a little flick or whatever. Charlie Kelman kind of kind of nearly nick one from range and things like that. But that's what we were kind of hoping for on Saturday afternoon, wasn't it? Rather than actually creating something ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think we. Um... I don't think we created any sort of clear cut chances really as you say the one was probably the closest um but even that would i mean that was a tough chance wasn't it um but to the, the way we're defending that's i think that's what we have to do at the moment because we we're struggling to create chances anyway so let alone away at the stadium of light you're not going to get much in the way of chances up there so uh defend first which we we did do for the most part and um, try and yeah as you say get what you can yeah i mean it, yeah you you obviously mentioned a minute uh, a minute ago about the neil harris regime 
it, it seems to be that you even said that we're playing with a lot more free flow confidence now. Um, what what do you think? You've obviously been to a few a fair few games this season as well. Is that what what do you think is the difference that Neil Harris has made to this Gillingham side? Um, I think we're we're a lot more solid. That's the first thing. Yeah, I think he's got a lot more defensively solid playing, um, and there's just a and with that we're picking up results and there's a, the belief is going. I mean, from the first uh, game when he took over, the the atmosphere just suddenly changed. Um, before we'd even kicked the ball under him and and it's just continued with the results and yeah it's hard I don't know I mean obviously the change of system has certainly helped we um it seems to suit us a lot better under the with the players we've got available and the current situation we're in and I mean to get 14 over it is in in two months is just incredible really yeah, it is. It is an incredible. It is obviously an incredible record that, that Neil Harris has done, and and it, it's amazing, isn't it? That that obviously the the previous manager that that brought in obviously that the majority of that squad, all of that squad, couldn't couldn't really get anything out of them coming towards the end of the season, and then and then obviously Steve Lovell stepped in. And I mean, in fairness to Steve, he, he was doing it as, as pretty much a favour. Um, it, yeah, do you think it's, it's that he's given them that belief, or do you think he's, he's worked with them actually tactically on the training ground, or do you think it might be a little bit of both? I think it's both. I think definitely the belief first, because you could see that, as I say, from that first game he took over, he hadn't had a chance to do anything on the training ground, and um, the, everything just seemed so much more better straight away. And then um, as time's gone on he's having more time and and i think the way we're, we're setting up and playing it's kind of like defend defending first and the amount got as well since he's come in is sort of testament to that um yeah we seem to be just defending better as a, as a team as well it's not just the defense um the whole team seems to be defending better working harder yeah it's it's one of those isn't it i, I think it always seems to happen you get a new manager in it's the same players apart from one one out one in which is kind of like for like really and yeah yeah they just i don't know i, I mean there, there was obviously talk of evans of some women things so i mean it looks more, more and more like that was the case just as much as the trend and it, and, and it seems to be doesn't it that, that that with that then comes the structure again, where obviously he's got the the goalkeeper and coach in, in Derrin Ibrahim and then the head of recruitment that's just come in last week in Nicky Shorey. It seems to be that Harris is also getting what he wants behind the scenes as well, as well as kind of on it. It and and that's a that's a that's a contributing factor into probably why things are are going well, isn't it? Is that Obviously, Paris is happy. That relates then onto the players, and then the players then perform. Yeah, I think I think from his first interview as well, no, Harry, the way he was talking, so encouraging because he was talking. He was he was talking as if 
obviously we're going to try and stay up but even if we don't we, he was still sort of looking over the two and a half years which you want to hear you want to have that bit of stability especially a manager of that caliber and the fact that he's looking yeah. already in the short time to sort of change the back room and the infrastructure the way things are done that as you say get Kishori in head of recruitment so it's gonna make a huge difference I think in the long run and of um like the the youth get getting the youth team up to speed and the reserves bringing back reserves so they get more competitive games and things and uh, yeah it's all sort of encouraging for the long-term plan we don't hear much of these days because either managers don't get the, the chance or they don't want to stick around that long so yeah it's all refreshing to hear very true okay talking of uh, first interviews he obviously did an interview after the game on saturday new Harris, and we are going to play that for you now said to the lads so if you want to play at the high level um and you want to play compete at that level week in week out then you have to deal with a game for 96 98 minutes and my disappointment is we made one slight error of judgment and it's cost us the game um football is cruel Feel as we know, um, I can't be any proud of the players, uh, any proud of the fans that travelled and supported us. Um, it was a real strong Gillingham back to the walls performance, um, but it didn't go our way today. Yeah, we obviously heard from the gaffer there, didn't we? Um, that it was kind of it was just straight in to concede that 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 last minute winner. David, good evening. Thank you, thank you for joining me. Um, no worries, I know no. it was a very short notice, um, but you, you did extremely well to, to, to come on within two minutes of me messaging you. So, so well done. Um, just give, just quickly give us your assessment of, of Saturday afternoon against Sunderland for me. Tough one, isn't it? Um, I think to be fair, we probably set up a little bit negatively. Um, I don't know if we've I don't think going into the game we were we were particularly hoping to be too positive anyway. Um, I think you know we we were probably set up for for a point or, or just for you know at least at the, at the very least keeping a clean sheet and, and seeing what we could get out of this game. Um, obviously, most of the time uh, Saturday it seems to have worked. Apart from obviously you know unfortunately a goal in the death is is always. Uh, it's always really painful, but I suppose with a team like Sunderland, and actually, to be fair, they're one of those teams that probably should be performing much better. And historically, we've probably been rather lucky against them at times when we've gone there. Um, so after the amount of draws we've had them against them in the last couple of seasons, they probably probably do deserve a win at their place, don't they? <laughs> um, Jim, obviously, uh, on, on Saturday, sort of, sort of full league debut in terms of his first league start. For Josh Chambers, um, one that Neil Harris said after the game that he had no qualms about chucking him straight in there. I mean, he probably didn't have much choice with the amount of injuries that we've got, but he had no worries about chucking him in there. He obviously come on earlier in the season at Doncaster. Um, now he obviously made his start at Stable of Light. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's clear to show them the manager believes in in the academy. Yeah, definitely. And that again, that that's what he was saying in that. He said in interviews earlier where um, team the standard better, so these players are ready to come in. He can call on them when they're needed. Um, Josh Chambers, I've, I've actually watched the youth team quite a bit over the last. He was like one of the players he, above his age. He at 
15, he was playing for the under 18 a couple of years. Um, so I've got something about him and he, he always looked quite good. And I was a bit sure that Evans never used him. Sort of picked a few of the other youth that were perhaps a little bit younger ahead of him and never sort of gave him a, a call up to the first team. But yeah, I think uh, Chambers has definitely got potential and promise. And yeah, it's good to see that Harris is like, happy to use him and him. And I mean, he could have easily changed formation and shoehorn someone else in someone more experienced um but he kept to the same system and you know put faith in him and I, I think he did okay yeah that's great to see isn't it david is that obviously we've all been jill's fans for, for for years and 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 we're quite well known as a football club that we like to we like to put trust into our academy we've obviously seen matt jarvis come through we've seen bradley dat come through we've seen jake hessenthaler come through we've seen we've seen names upon names come through that academy and it's a it's a well-known academy in terms of the premier league like to look at our academy of of names and obviously we've seen josh come through we've seen um harvey lintock come through this season we've seen bailey Apehurst come through this season it's great to see the academy actually being used and and these players playing for the first team isn't it Absolutely. I think um, speaking of players that have joined the first team from the academy, Jack Tucker, not too long ago, a couple of seasons yeah. ago, obviously he's a, he's an absolutely staple part of that of that back line now. Um, yeah, I think, you know, as you guys were saying earlier, I think actually our youth recruitment is really, really important, um, especially given the fact that we're the only football league team in Kent it gives us a really rare opportunity, actually, that a lot of the other clubs don't have to be able to scout far and wide, to be able to scout those local teams that other teams don't necessarily have access to. Um, and unfortunately, here, there and everywhere, we've, we've turned some pretty spectacular talents down, like, for example, Lewis Binks, who's now playing in Serie A. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, every so often these things get through, but hopefully with a new head of recruitment, as you guys have previously been talking about um and and harris uh with uh what he what he's looking to do we can hopefully stop uh so many of those from falling through the net and, and improve that and you know in 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 that sort of sense improve the team as well yeah and and, and obviously we've obviously with jim with it with with the academy being actually um shown an interest in in terms of uh, from the first team management because we've seen it from first team management before that they kind of disregarded the academy and gone no i'm just i'm just using the first team players i've got it's it's great to see and and that's one way of almost getting the fans on side isn't it is that when you're in a new job if you're using players that are born and bred gillingham gillingham players and and they're coming through the academy i suppose that's one way to get to get the supporters on side if you're using one of our own i suppose yeah, definitely. You know, they're going to give their at the very least. And I think as well, um, at, at our level, you need to have a decent, like half decent academy because especially with the size of the squad we've got, we've had to, we were planning to. Um, yeah. And it, the, you, it's going to happen when you've got a small squad, the budget, and you're in, in the lower reaches of the football league. I think it's very important. Uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be a few more. Yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of the, the shoestring 
um, let's let's move away from Sunderland now. Um, we've kind of wrapped it up and 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 accepted that um, it was a gut wrenching gut wrenching winner. Um, but but let let's move on to the kind of talking points um, coming up then. Um, what obviously we didn't manage to quite cover the questions from last week, but we're, we're going to go on to them now. Um, the out of contract the out of contract players is is a big is a big talking point coming towards the end of the season. Um, uh, David, I'll come to you first. Um, one of the questions that we had posed to us was that um, if you could only re-sign three players from this season, who would be the three players and why? Oh, gosh, okay. Um, straight off the top, so Chapman, Tucker, and... I'm gonna say Ben Thompson. I don't. I don't think it'll be realistic, but we're not talking realistic, are we? You're, you're just asking me in my free signing. So, um, for me, Aaron Chapman, uh, since he, uh, since you know he's been our number one, he's uh, he's more than proved that he can that he can take it at this level. And clearly, Harris has been doing a lot of work with him. Um, for me, uh, Jack Tucker. Um, he's been a staple in that defence for a good number of seasons now, and I think you know if. I don't know if someone will snap him up, but in this scenario, maybe not. But um, you know, I'd like to. I'd like to see him continue to be a staple in our defence for a bit longer. And I think Ben Thompson provides something unique for us, and he provides uh, a bit of creativity that otherwise we probably don't have. Um, and it's not something that, let's be honest, not something the Gillingham teams are particularly known for in our creativity. So hopefully, um, that would that that to me gives us a spine to work with, and then you know, go out and get a. Get another goal scorer or something, Jim. What? Who would? Who? Who would your be your three and why? Yeah, it'd probably be quite similar. I think I'd, maybe the Dane Oliver. I'd, I'd look to keep as well uh, over one of those maybe, just because he's he is proven at this level, and I think he's um, not had the service for most part of the season. I think when he does get it, he, he normally takes his chances and. They're not easy to find goal scorers. And if you've got one already, why not keep him if you can? Yeah, I agree. I think I would go with, um, I think I'll go with Tucker, uh, Tucker Thompson and and, and and Oliver. I think I, I, I would go along the lines with, with you, David, with, with that spine of the team. Um, we obviously know that more than three players are going to get off of contracts. Come the end of the season. I hope so. Anyway, it just uh, depends how many of those end up accepting, doesn't it? Because I think we all know that it, it's going to be a challenge enough for Harris. What is out of contract? Well, well, that's that's exactly yeah. it, isn't it? So you can offer yeah. you can offer contracts to the cows come home, but if if other clubs come in, we saw it last summer with with Conor Ogilvy as well. We offered him a contract, gave him the benefit of the doubt of allowing him to come and train with the squad to keep fit, and then he goes off to Portsmouth. So the likelihood is is that yeah. we've got a good few players that are that could play at a higher level than us, whether that be higher in League One or potentially lower to mid Championship. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if those kind of clubs come calling that we'll we'll have a depleted squad and, and the squad will once again look very different. Yeah, obviously all depending on what league we're in as well. I mean, the the, the calibre of player that you, you then attract is completely different to, to, to one in League Two and into one in League One, which is which is obviously quite interesting. Um Jim, we'll 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 obviously we'll we'll come to you now. You've run the um 
famous uh, page, Gillingham Legends. Um, just tell us a little bit about how that how that idea come about, where the artwork comes from. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started doing it sort of in lockdown, really, the first sort of lockdown, uh, just for something to do. Um, there's quite a lot of out there, similar sort of things, but sort of geared towards the Premier League and all the big clubs and that. And obviously, as a Jules fan, I, there's there's not much out there, or well, there wasn't. Um, so uh, yeah, I just, and it started off just as a bit of fun, really, just doing it as a bit of fun, and then. I, I made it started making a list of some of my favorite players from over the years i spoke to my dad who's also he's been a jules fan for sort of 60 years um spoke about players from his ear when he started going and, and and so on and the list was getting longer and longer uh, suddenly it'd be quite good to sort of post a new one every day and that's how it started and it's um yeah it's been it's proved to be quite popular i think as I say, there's not much like that for Jules fans, and it's it's a good way for the fans to um, sort of reminisce and talk about the players and remember the matches and things. It's sort of I've, I've expanded it now a bit as well, so we do do that. We cover um, like the legendary games and seasons and all sorts, really. And yeah, it's, it's been good and good fun. Yeah, obviously, um, people might not know, but. Um, him messaged me a while ago um and and seen that that, that my, my my dad obviously passed away in november and and gave me a lovely message to, to send him uh, to send myself um a piece of artwork of, of a photo of me and my dad which was which is absolutely amazing um do you do you get kind of a lot a, a lot of um players contact you with these with these prints and and ex-players and and have you had much contact with them yeah well yeah I, I sort of when i was as it's starting to get a little bit bigger I, I, and i discovered that a lot of the ex-players were following me and they were taking an interest in it as well and um so i started i thought about well, what if i contacted a couple and see if they'd sign a picture and then i could use that to give away to fans and um yeah i've done that and i, I sort of tried to make it my mission to contact as many as as possible and i've, I've actually um Got well over a hundred now of the ex-players from all wow. sorts of eras going back to still a few players from the 60s and yeah got players in the 70s 80s i still haven't got steve bruce though he's like the big fish i'm, I'm trying to get but um <laughs> yeah i've managed to get quite a few now and um yeah and it's good to talk to them and, and a lot of the the players but certainly the older ones as well um say it's nice just to be remembered really they they nice for them that the, the, the fans still think about them and that they find an autograph again as well and and yeah and in some cases as well i've managed to sort of reconnect um teammates as well oh wow over the years and yeah they they've asked oh are you in contact with so and so and been able to sort of exchange their details so they can sort of re reunite again which is really nice to do Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. We will obviously post, um, retweet and post Gillingham Legends on our social media pages um, to give, obviously, give a shout out. Um, let's wrap up um, last couple of, minutes of the, couple of minutes of the show. Um, let's review Wickham this weekend. Uh, coming to Priestfield, obviously, uh, Brandon Hallen 
and Adebayo Akinfen will come back to Priestfield. Um, but it was last season um, as a as, as obviously a footballer. David, um, one of the games that I guess not really pinpointed it as one of as one of the ones that we have to win, but a game that on really that we look at that we we could win on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Wickham always set up to to be quite attacking so far from what I've seen this season, and they're quite a forward thinking team. Um, and Ainsworth has done a fantastic job there. Um, he seems to have changed Hanlon, so he actually looks like he can play football. Um, I'm rather surprised at that, if I'm honest. Um, but, um, yeah, he seems to be doing a great job there himself. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough one. But I think, you know, having home advantage uh, might might play somewhat into it. Um, you know, having us all at home um, is, is going to be a good start there. Um, if we can set positively and, and play how we have done recently against the likes of Sheffield Wednesday, then... I think anything's possible and, and we could be looking at a three points uh, at the weekend. Jim, yeah, give us, your, give us your thoughts ahead of ahead of Saturday against Wickham. Yeah, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier as well. The belief that we have now under Harris, the way we're, we're setting up and we're, we're going into this thinking we can get something, um, which is a big change from what it was. Um, it's still going to be a very tough game. They're, they're up battling to get in the playoffs um but, but yeah i think the way we are playing now the way the players believe i just hope that um obviously saturday's sucker punch hasn't hurt them and i don't think it will have done i think neil harry will know how to get them motivated and um get them up for saturday and yeah hopefully we can get three points i think Tuesday night would be a key one as well. So if, if results go away Tuesday night, because the other three te- three of the other teams have got their games in hand, if they go our way, and hopefully it'll be a little bit less pressure to get three points Saturday. Maybe the draw would be a- enough <laughs> for now. Yeah. Score predictions quickly. We've got eight seconds. Score predictions, David. What are you going to go for on Saturday? Two one, Gills. Two one, Gills. Jim, what are you going to go for? I don't, I'll go one nil. We won't score two. One, one nil. Okay, that's a wonderful way to wrap off the show. Um, Wickham on Saturday afternoon. Good night.